Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning to all of you listeners, whether you're by phone or by the Internet. I say good morning to you. This is your host, Apostle Gloria Hawkins of Tell Them Ministries. Good morning. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me today. As I said last week, we're going to continue our discussion about prayer, the types of prayer, the need for prayer, the desire for prayer. There's just so much that can be said about prayer. And um, a lot of people just don't pray, don't know how to pray, don't want to pray, need to pray, scared to pray, and there's just so many different sides of it that you can look at. But I say good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. And um, I just give God all the glory and honor and the praise. We're going to go ahead and open up. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to come before you and come before your people. God, I thank you that you give me this opportunity to share your word, share your heart, and for us to get understanding of what you say about prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that it is more of you and none of me. As we go forth, I pray that you speak through me. What thus saith the Lord. Thank you and amen. Good morning again. If you'd like to join the conversation, please press 1 and I could bring you live. And we can go forth and talk about what this is all about. When we talk about prayer and praying and praying without ceasing. And we have scriptures that talk about men ought to always pray and the Old Testament and in Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name would turn from their wicked ways and humble themselves and pray, we are to always pray, always seeking God's face in prayer. And there's a sometimes there can be a debate on your posture of prayer. Some say close your eyes, open your eyes. Some say kneel, some say lay down, some say sit up. Some, You know, it's just like whatever position that you find yourself in, whether you're sitting and looking out of the window or open field, whether you're laying prostrate on your face, I really, it's your heart. If your heart is right, and you're going to God, that's what God wants to see. God wants to commune with us. God wants to talk with us. God wants to hear us. And when you're praying his heart, you know, that, that and giving him back his word, and you're listening and you're going forth, no need to get into a debate. You know, I, I've talked to this older lady, and she said, I can't get on my knees anymore. It's hard for me to get up. So I sit beside, on the side of my bed and I talk to the Father. God is not going to deny 
answers to her prayer because she sits on the side of the bed? God is not going to deny you the answer if you're driving in your car. He wants you to come to him. You know, when you make special efforts and special provision to seek God in prayer, like the the group that I'm a part of with Empowerment Place, we're at 5 a.m. We're seeking God early. Now, that's not the only time we pray. We pray together. We pray individually. We pray with other people. It's a matter of communing with God. Pray without ceasing. Now, when you look at what does it mean to pray without ceasing, you're constantly in communication with God about everything. Everything, every decision, every situation, you're seeking God in prayer. You're seeking him for the answers. And, yes, there are different types of prayer. <clears throat> and they've been set aside and, you know, God bless the people who made, took the time to separate and divide and give every one of them a name. And we follow those. We can go forth and, you know, God may give you something else. That's one thing about God. You know, he may give you a revelation on something else. You know, we have the prayer of thanksgiving. We have the prayer of faith. We have a prayer of repentance and confession. You know, those are just a few of the names of prayer, prayer for blessings, prayers of dedication. So it can go on and on. Then you have the prayers, the warfare prayers, as they call them. You have the prayers when you're fasting. So there's so many different types, but it all comes back to talking to the Father. Now, a lot of people categorize the Lord's Prayer as a prayer. That is more of a way to pray. This is breaking it down how you should enter in and come to the Father. And it gives you bullet points of things to look at, things to call on God for. And when we're going to God in prayer, we need to be mindful of who we are talking to. We're going to the Father. We are to reverence him. We are to acknowledge him. We are to worship him for who he is first and foremost. If you walk into your mama house and first thing you say is, Mama, give me, give me, give me, give me, and don't acknowledge her, she's going to look at you like you're crazy. I know mine did. And my father did too. You just go in the house and I need this. And they're going to look, well, can't you speak? Can't you acknowledge me for who I am? You're not going to walk up into someone's house and just start moving things around, start asking for things. You go in and you greet. You show some type of adoration, some type of appreciation for who they are, giving them thanks for allowing you to come into their house, coming into their their place, their space. So when we go into enter into God, if we just take the time to acknowledge him for who he is. When the, the, the model prayer 
starts out, it says, our Father. We are acknowledging him for who he is, his greatness, his magnificence. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the creator of the earth. Acknowledge God for who he is before you start begging. And so many people just beg. They don't have that that understanding. Go in and talk to God. We don't have to beg God. But acknowledge him and let him know how much you love him, how much you appreciate him. And sometimes that's just where you are, prayer of worship, just thanking him for who he is and acknowledging the fact that you're grateful. And then when you go in, we must start repenting when we go into prayer, when we're going into God, when we're entering into his presence. You know, we ask for repentance. Father, forgive me for my sins, for my shortcomings. And there's no need for us to act like we haven't done anything wrong because the word tells us all have sinned and all have fallen short of his glory. So we all have sinned. We all have something. If you went all day long and did not sin or make a mistake, my hat is off to you. I applaud you, and we're going to see if we can find you a counselor. Bottom line, because we're human, we're going to make mistakes. We may not do it intentionally, but we are human. God knows we're going to mess up, whether it's a thought, a word, or a deed, whether it's a facial expression, whether it's something that is in your heart that you're thinking on, you're meditating on. We all have sinned, and he tells us that we are to repent daily and repent quickly. So if anybody is not doing all of that because they say they're they're not messing up, we need to get somebody for you to talk to. When we pray, I learned years ago that I'm communing with God. I'm, I'm in his face. I'm seeking him for answers. And when you're interceding for other people, you are standing in the gap. You're standing between that person and God. You're standing between that person and the attacks of the enemy. And we have to be mindful that when we're making a decision to pray for others, you have to be girded up. Yes, you can pray you know, God bless this person and God heal this person and God make a way for this person, that's fine. That is nothing wrong with praying. But when you move to the place of intercession, Jesus is before the throne every day making intercession for us. He is going to God on our behalf. He stands between us and God. So when God looks at us, he looks at, looks at us through Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, the, the sacrificial blood that Jesus shed on the cross. That's what God sees us through. 
So if we're in right position with God and we're interceding on behalf of others, we're standing between them and the throne. So when God looks at us through the blood of Jesus, he sees us, then he sees the other person because then we're coming in on their behalf. He's seeing us come before him, seeking him for them, whether it be a healing deliverance, whether it be just trouble in their families, whether they're, it doesn't matter what you go to God for when you're interceding. He's going to hear you. When you come to him with a pure heart, when you come to him with genuine love and concern, when you're praying his word, when you're praying his heart, when you're listening to him, When you pray, we must believe that we receive. We cannot go in with fear, doubt, and unbelief. Yes, we reverence God for who he is. We fear him. It tells us in the scripture, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. We can't just go in any kind of way. That's not good. I wouldn't suggest that to anybody because you going in, like I said before, if you just come in, and I'm going to use me and my children, they are not going to come in my house with a whole lot of foolishness. They're not going to come in bringing in discord. They're not going to come in bringing all of their antics trying to get over on me. They're not going to bring a lot of confusion in my house. They're not going to bring all of that junk that people do in the streets and you, you, you enter into my house, you're tracking mud in. We can't go to God tracking mud. We can't go to God any kind of way. And so many people fail to realize that. And I understand when you're in a desperate situation and people just say, oh, God, just cry out, Jesus. He hears that and he understands it. He gets it. He knows it. But when you have determined in your heart that you're going to take time to enter into God, to enter into his presence and pray on behalf of others, whether you're praying for someone else or praying for yourself. There's a way to do it. And we want our prayers answered. We want God to hear us when we pray, when we cry, when we call. When you look in Genesis, it talks about what the people were called. They were called the people that cried out to the Lord, the people that called on God, the people that prayed. That's what God wants us to do. Anything that we don't call on God for, we're telling him we don't need him in this situation. We got it. Whatever situation that you're in, whatever's going on in your life, your day-to-day life, Whatever you're not talking to God about, you're telling him, okay, God, you stay over there. I got this right here. I can handle this. But then we're quick to say, well, I can't walk, I can't breathe, I can't move without him. 
I can't do anything without him, but you don't call him until you're in trouble. You don't call him until you're desperate. You don't call him until it's by any means necessary. No. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Acknowledge him. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you. When you engage the Holy Spirit, when you're talking to God, and we know Jesus is our intercessor. He's our advocate. He goes before us and on our behalf. So we have so many tools. We have so many things that we can go to God with and know that God is going to hear us. And he will hear us, and he will answer. And just because you don't get the answer today for what you've been praying for doesn't mean it's not going to come. When you look in the book of Daniel, Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. He prayed for 21 days, and when the angel finally got to him, he said, God heard your prayer on the first day. The first time you prayed, but we had to contend with the prince of Persia in the air. So sometimes your prayers may get held up because there's a war going on to prevent your answer prayer from getting to you. We have to be mindful of that. We see where prayers were prayed throughout the Bible for the sick, for those that had died and God restored them, he resurrected them. So it doesn't matter what we're doing or where we're going or where we are. We have to have a life of prayer. We have to have that set aside time to commune with God. For all of the the women out there, when we're going out on a date or we've got a date night with a husband or, you know, somebody new, you make special provisions to prepare yourself to go on your date. You put in that extra work. Why is it we don't put in the extra work to prepare that set-aside time with God? Yes, we, you, if, if, and this is what I got last night when I was talking to God about this. Yes, you talk to me Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day of the week, you talk to me. But what would it be to, for us to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a date night with God? I'm going to have a date night with God. Plan it. For this three, four hours or however long the Holy Spirit leads you to, you know you're working all week, you got children, you got jobs, you got situations that may arise, you have ministry, and yes, we pray without ceasing day in and day out, but to just set aside some time to where he is your focus. No interruptions. You've prepared the area whether it's your Bible, worship music, your your notepad to write down whatever you hear, 
but you specifically set aside time for your date night with God. You don't allow any interferences. You turn off your phone, turn off your TV. You may have worship music playing, but we've got to get to the place where we can set aside time and focus on what he says. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Needless to say, this was an instruction that was given to me, so therefore that's what I'm going to be doing. And God may give you something else, but whatever you do, find yourself a quiet place. Find a place without distractions where you can go in and sit with him, and he will come and sup with you. Whatever it is, whether it's a job, whether it's sickness in your body, the prayer of healing, prayer of deliverance, those obstacles that you need to be that need to be moved. When we go in believing when we pray that God is going to move on our behalf. But so many things God has already told us to do. He said, speak to the mountain. He said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. These types of things are not going to just happen if you're not spending time in prayer and worship and seeking God's face and getting his strategies, you cannot go out laying hands on the sick and you ain't got no power. You ain't got no authority flowing through you. You might have the end of the plug, but if you look down the line, it's been severed. It's been cut. There's no currency running through that. You gotta have a direct plug in. You gotta have a direct connection. The demonstrations of signs, wonders, and miracles are gonna come after a time of prayer and intercession. It's gonna come after you sought God's face. It's gonna come after you spent time in the Word. There's a time of preparation to get to that place to where when you walk, your shadow is cast and people are healed. Or you lay hands on the sick and they recover. Or you have a word of encouragement for somebody to where you are prophesying and where you're giving them revelation. That doesn't come just by sitting in front of the TV and staying on the telephone. That's not where that's going to come from. That's going to come from in being in God's face seeking him, listening to his voice, understanding. And if you don't understand it, God, repeat it. Explain it to me that I understand. And he will do that. We must begin to hunger and thirst for righteousness, hunger and thirst for Christ. And he is faithful and just. God will satisfy that thirst. He will satisfy that hunger. God will forgive us of our sins. God will just move mountains. God will just move things. It's just like before you can even come out of your mouth with it, it's moved. It's gone. When we repent and get ourselves in the right posture, that's one of the postures we must be in, a posture of repentance. 
when we look in the scriptures and the prophet went to the king and told him, this sickness is unto death. He had to walk to him and give him what thus saith the Lord. Bro, you you going to die from this. This right here going to kill you. And I didn't understand in the beginning why he was a king. He was doing great things. When I did the research and realized for him, pride had set in his heart because everybody was giving him accolades. Everybody was patting him on the back. Oh, you're doing such a great job. Oh, you're such a blessing to the kingdom. You're such a blessing to the neighborhood. Oh, we see what you did over here, and we see what you did right there, and you changed everything around. You speak, you do this, da-da-da-da-da. He went on and on, and pride grew in him, and he got sick. And the prophet said, this is unto death. When the prophet left, the king turned to the wall and cried out unto the Lord and repented. He repented. Prophet halfway down the road, and God tells him to go back and give the king another word. And he said, I'm adding 15 years to your life. How many of us would get years added to our lives if we just repented? Just to pray the prayer of repentance. Father, forgive me. Father, I'm sorry. Forgiveness. Seeking. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Humble himself enough to pray. Turn to the wall, and God added 15 years. That's, that's, that's not a bad deal right there, which shows you God can't raise you up when you're sick. It just says so much to that. But we're getting ready to go off um, Again, this is Apostle Gloria Hawkins with Tell Them Ministries. If you have any questions, comments, you can find me at facebook.com, Gloria Hawkins. My website is tellthemministries.com. If there are prayer requests, you can message me there or message me on Facebook. Again, I encourage each and every person to find time, make time to pray, make time to seek God. Search out the scriptures for whatever it is you're believing in. Even if you are lacking in belief, God, everything is addressed in the Bible because the man said, Lord, help my unbelief. So it's not anything that we can ask God for, any situation we're not going through that, God doesn't have an answer for So I say again, thank you so much for joining me today. I pray God's blessings upon you. I pray that your day is overflowing with God's grace and God's mercies. And just know that God loves you. I love you. I appreciate each and every listener and caller. God bless you. Until next time, amen. Bye-bye.